Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And that's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Good morning, New Orleans. Welcome into the Chris Gordy Show. Here on a Wednesday, December 13th, 2017. A lot of stuff we've got to get into. But every Wednesday right about this time, we catch up with our pal Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. We call it the LandryFootball.com report. Talk all things Saints, NFL, and a little bit of everything. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Chris. Hope you're doing well. We're doing well. We're doing well. It was a it was a weird weekend, uh, you know, with the Saints playing on Thursday, and you didn't have, uh, you know, you had other NFL games to watch, but it's this long stretch where it feels like, God, we haven't seen the Saints playing forever, and you got to wait until Sunday. So, just some quick thoughts on that game last week. Look, obviously, it didn't go the Saints' way. They, you know, they had some good things, they had some bad things, a lot of injuries on the short week, and then of course the the penalty disparity, disparity eleven to four, where. You know, one penalty takes a field goal off the board. Another one keeps the drive alive for the Falcons with a uh, roughing the passer. Just uh, your overall thoughts on watching that game. Well, you know, the the general thing I would say around the league, and it applies to the Saints, is health is critical this time of year. You're seeing this with uh, a lot of teams. You saw it with the Patriots, and you certainly saw it with the Saints. Health is <clears throat> is gonna gonna make or break you this time of year, and. I thought that they played, um, going into the game, I thought that Atlanta had the edge. At home, desperate team, thought the Saints played pretty well, all things considered. Um, being shorthanded, um, there were some calls that uh, definitely affected the game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, yet they had great chances to win it and, quite frankly, didn't do enough down the stretch to get the game in overtime, potentially win it. Um, and so that's on them. The other things uh, certainly you can't control. Um, but I listen. I still feel good about their chances of running, winning out the rest of the way, uh, health permitting. Um, you know, I think uh, getting Atlanta at home is, uh, is not a given. But you know, I think the chances are really good that they win. So um, we'll just have to see. I, I, I think we've kind of seen what what happened with Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. What happens with uh, a lot of teams this time of year. Uh, you have some key injuries that are very, very difficult to overcome. So it's almost you hold your breath when you're watching these games this time of year. Um, and, uh, you know, I get, I've get been asked a lot about Thursday night games. And, you know, Thursday night games are not new. You know, Chris, it's, uh, you know, they, they or people complain about them when you have injuries. I know Drew Brees, a lot of people did. I, I'll say this is something that I've said for a few years, and I've brought it up at owners' meetings and, um, in different committees I've been a part of. I, I believe we should have a 20-week NFL season with only 16 games, but the season be extended to 20 weeks where you have games for 20 weeks and you have multiple buys. And 
you don't play a Thursday night game unless you've uh, coming off a bye week prior to that. Uh, it's something that I think if we're going to extend the season and we're going to play Thursday night games, and we are going to play them because as long as there's a dollar to be made, they're going to they're gonna focus on that. But I think that is something that is important uh, to consider, not for the Saints, but for every team in the league that has to play on a short week this time of year. It is very, very difficult. I don't think people realize how difficult it is bodies are not prepared to be able to hit and play, and we only got 53-man rosters. I believe we should expand the rosters, but that's fallen on deaf ears as well due to the fact that it costs more money, and they're in the business of making money, not spending them in the least. <laughs> yeah, I think you make a great point there with the uh, the added bye weeks. A lot of people forget. I mean, we didn't a couple years ago, we didn't have the Thursday night games every week. It was like they started in week three or four. And then, yeah, I mean, there could be a way to go back to just playing on Thanksgiving, maybe every, you know, not every single Thursday. They're not going to do that because of the money. The money, right, right. And and the thing about it is it used to be on the last half of the season you played on Thursday. Well, Chris, it, it is, if you did it at all, then it's better to play in the first half because that's right. when your bodies are less vulnerable. At the the latter part of the season, it's even worse. But having games on Thursday night in the latter part of the season is more beneficial from a fan standpoint because the way the college football calendar is, you know, playing them even on Thursday night, it's, it's, it gives people more excitement towards the end of the year. So I get it. I understand that it's fan-friendly, but – we've got to be really careful in this league about, at this point, it is just about the healthiest team are the ones that have the chance. It's no longer who the best teams are. It is really a survival. It's like it's truly like running a marathon. It's just it's about what do you have left and what bodies do you have available, uh, and that's what it's all about right now. Well, speaking of injuries, the Saints' next opponent, New York Jets, suffered a uh, big injury to their team, Josh McCown, breaking his hand, and they're now turning to uh, Bryce Petty at quarterback. And for the Saints, you know, look, this is uh, still a – I've called them a scrappy team all year. Coming into the year, people were saying this Jets team was going to have the number one overall pick in the draft. They were going to be terrible, and they've been scrappy. They put up some good fights, even in t- games that they've lost, that they've played competitively. And so now it's – for the Saints, it's it's easy to overlook this and go, oh, well, it's Bryce Petty. We're going to destroy him. Uh, Jets' defense is still pretty good. They are. Todd Bowles has done a really good job with this team all year long. They do have very good defensive personnel. They'll miss Josh McCown a lot. Uh, he's played very well for him. I think probably the biggest surprise is the, the inordinate amount of big plays they've made uh, in the passing game throughout the year. It's certainly going to be difficult for them, being honest, That uh, for with Bryce Petty, and uh, they really need to look at him, really need to look at Hackenberg uh, before the, the end of this season. But from their standpoint. But this this is a game, look, if, if the Saints are going to be a team that's going to do anything, um, they've got to take care of business uh, in the next three weeks. You've, you know, and it starts here. Um, they've got a better team. They've got to go out and play like it. And um, I, I think they take care of business. Uh, and, again, if they don't, then, then you, you don't have uh, any excuses uh, at that point. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But um, I think it's going to be a, a game in which they should be able to uh, – uh, be able to make some some plays uh, in the passing game. I think they're going to have to running the football uh, consistently may be a little difficult, but I think they will be able to run it once they get the passing game going. It'll be a good mixture, and then defensively probably get a little bit of a break without having a, uh, a team that uh, has great ability in the passing game like it has uh, most of the year. 
uh, I want to get your overall thoughts, Chris, on the uh, the NFC playoff picture. I mean, obviously, it's still taking shape, and you know, it was a nice win for Carolina last week, and, and so we we kind of start to see here with Philadelphia kind of a, a, at the top, and then you know, Minnesota and LA right there, and then the Saints. But if you're the Saints and you start looking ahead to the playoffs, a second round trip to Philadelphia doesn't look all that all as scary now. And look, Philly is is still a tough environment to go into. Their defense is still really good, but facing a Nick Foles is a little bit uh, more appetizing than facing a Carson Wentz who was having an MVP type season. I guess just your overall thought on how this thing could shape up, and the road through Philadelphia may not may not be as tough now. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that Philadelphia is still a very good team, and I do think Nick Foles is is a very good uh, backup quarterback. But there's no doubt that uh, there is a drop off with uh, with him as opposed to Carson Wentz, and not so much a drop off in that it, it uh, Nick is not capable of running this offense. But Carson is is a special young quarterback, so I think the only thing that's really you know that would be a big advantage is potential uh, inclement weather. But with the Saints running game, if they're healthy there, they should be able to handle that. So, listen, I think that while the road will be tough if you don't get that by, uh, I do believe, and I have believed for some time, um, that with the quarterback situation, if the Saints are healthy, and they particularly are healthy on defense, and they've got uh, all hands on deck on offense, with Drew Brees, they've got as good a chance as anybody. I, I think uh, the Saints or the Falcons with their quarterback situation gives them an edge a little bit over Philly and Minnesota. But those teams, particularly Minnesota, is a very, very good defensive team that has really good defensive personnel on all three levels and can run the football extremely well. So, um, But I, I do think that the chances are a little bit, uh, little bit better um, as it relates to Philadelphia having to go on the road. And I think the real key is can Philly hold on and win the last three games and hold on to the number one seed? Uh, or do they drop two uh, in, in the last couple of weeks because of the, the quarterback situation? I think that'll probably buoy their confidence if they play well down the stretch uh, and could shake their confidence if they struggle down the stretch. And that could possibly open up the door for one of the top two seeds for the Saints. We'll see. But there's some intrigue here in the last three weeks of the season, no doubt. It's it's amazing. I mean, if 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 you held a gun to my head and said, pick who the best team you think in the NFC right now, if you had to pick the team that you think is going to be in the Super Bowl, I don't know, Chris. I mean, all these teams have their flaws now. I mean, with Philly, with Wentz down, but then you look at at the Vikings and they've been very good. Their defense has been very good, but you also look at Case Keenum and Latavius Murray. I mean, are, are the warts going to show eventually? Are those guys going to you know will we'll, the the clock strike midnight on Cinderella for those guys and then? Well, you know, with the Rams, I love golf and the running game with Gurley, but they've they've lost their big games this year. It's all about health. I mean, I'm going to be repetitive, and that's a little boring for people. To, it's all about health. Minnesota's problems on the offensive line with their injuries. You know, we know about the Saints. If they don't have a lot of more, their defense is not the same. Uh, they certainly can't win if Kamara's not completely healthy, and if that becomes a problem. Or, you know, some other injuries take place that, you know, Every week they seem to happen to somebody in a different team. Just like with Philadelphia with the, with Wentz. I mean, they lose another couple of guys. They lose a, another back, and all of a sudden, then you're really hamstrung. So it truly is about attrition. Um, and, you know, if you ask me who's been the best team in the NFC, it's, you know, it, it, it's been Philly, it's been Minnesota. 
But again, what has been and what is right now, it's almost a week to week, you know, health report of who's better. So, you know, at this point, we'll, we'll see. I think it's about getting in and being healthy. I think the Rams are pretty good, but I think they really need to be at home. Um, they don't have to be, but I think they're a much better team at home. So, uh, and then. Who knows? Um, a team like Atlanta, if they get in, and, and um, you know Carolina with their defense and, and the running game, it truly is about health. I mean, it is. It, it don't mean to be overly simplistic, but they're teams that are good, and then all of a sudden, when you start to get frayed with injuries, then you become a shell of yourself, and then it's a it's a it's really problematic. He is Chris Landry, the website LandryFootball.com. Chris, we're, we're almost two weeks removed from championship weekend in college football, but the biggest story the past few weeks has been the coaching searches. And not just that, but how about the buyouts and the millions and millions of dollars that schools are paying coaches just to go away and, and, and get away from our university? And I think that ties in a little bit to the podcast you've got up on LandryFootball.com, how much money is available for college athletes. You talk about all this money that's being spent by schools just to pay coaches to go away. And all these student athletes sit here on, you know, food, you know, going to the cafeteria to get their food and uh, on, on the scholarship money. And it's it's so limited as it is. And it's just it, it's a, it's appalling to see the millions and millions being spent for Kevin Sumlin to go away and Butch Jones to go away. And these college athletes just going about their daily grind. Well, it, it's very complex. There's no doubt that there's uh, the money that is is coming from um, from uh, the private the sector uh, sources, but it is a lot of money, and then it's a problem with, again, we've talked about this, Chris, poor administrators, we've seen it. We've seen uh, LSU and the, the awful job they did in coaching searches for a couple of years. We're seeing the money that's being spent uh, on, again, putting these, uh, you know, a, a buyout, you know, that was put in for Annette Orgeron or um, for a number of these coach, coaches that really didn't have, some of them didn't have other options. Um, it's foolish. It's wasteful money, and it is an issue. Now, in terms of paying players, it's, uh, to me, I'm not a, a fan of paying players. What I'm a fan of is increasing the stipend uh, and doing a better job with uh, giving them resources to be able to, um, to to have a better you know life on campus. And, and uh, I think that looking at the value of the stipend hasn't been looked at um, closely enough for some time. And should be. I also think that there is a way to put money aside. We all always talk about the injuries of players at the NFL level, but what about at the college level? Um, and most of these kids are not going to touch pro football. And I think putting money away in a stipend uh, for players to be able to help with medical issues that take place. Um, you know, when you play college football and you're you're 40 years old and you you know, you're like me and you got, you know, a neck problem and a knee problem and a hip problem that are all part of, we know, playing football, uh, and, and not so much me, but um, others that get into worse situations um, that they can get some medical assistance and help. And I think things like that, uh, you could tie into some marketing uh, that uh, the the popularity of these players could, you know, be the money that's generated from the likeness of jerseys and whatnot can be put into a fund. And I think some of it should go to a player upon their graduation. And the more they, the longer they stay in school, the more money they get. I think it would incentivize players to stay in school longer and get their degrees. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't. I'm not a big believer in just hey, just pay them. Um, I, I think we often forget, and it's sad, how much the value of a scholarship is 
um, over a four years and what that monetary value is and what a player gets. Um, I think that should be honored. Um, and, and certainly once you get in, uh, you should have a little bit more value for getting uh, a scholarship. If, if the, the coach over-evaluates you as a player, you still should get access to your scholarship uh, and stay in school and be able to get your degree. I think things like that need to be improved. Um, but I don't believe in, in just out and out playing players. I mean, that's what pro sports are for. But, um, yeah, I, I went into it in detail. In fact, we're going to talk about it a little bit on tomorrow's podcast as well. As a guy who uh, is still paying on student loans, I know the value yeah. of what a scholarship you is. You can appreciate that. That's <laughs> absolutely. And, 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 and there are a lot of people listening would agree with that and understand that. Hey, wait a minute. You know, uh, th- these these guys do get paid. They get paid in education opportunities. And, you know, and it's really sad that they don't take advantage of it. And I tell guys all the time, you know, even if you make it into the NFL and you have a great career and you have good luck with health, you're out of the league by your 32 at best. Yeah. So what are you going to do then? What's your life's work? You're going to go back and get your degree at that point? I mean, why not put the effort while you're in school? You know, I mean, just do the work then. Then you're in a position to to, to be fully educated. And, you know, the, the opportunities are great for an ex-player, to, to particularly at a big-time program like an LSU to where – you can it opens the doors for you and with an education what a great opportunity i'm just saying i think that they could do a little bit more to provide more of a um you know of a stipend but yeah you know i i think that the opportunities are great chris and Chris goes uh, goes even deeper into that on his website, LandryFootball.com. Speaking of student loans, I'm always looking to save a buck, and you've got a, a great special going on right now on your website just in time for Christmas. We're about a week and a half away. And uh, tell our listeners about the great great deal you got right now at LandryFootball.com. Well, of course, you know, check us out. We've got, we've got a lot of free information like the podcast and other stuff, but our membership part where we take you inside the film room and they basically give you access to a scouting and, and coaching style uh, scouting department, uh, the NFL and college football. That's uh, what the membership portion is about. And you're right, we have a holiday special between now and December 31st. Uh, it's just $49.99 for the entire year. That'll take you through the rest of this football season, all of the off season, all next football season. So uh, it's the best opportunity we have, the best discount we have, and we, we want you to take advantage of it out there. Great gift, Christmas gift for yourself or a loved one. So if you like football, you'll love LandryFootball.com. Yeah, and like I always talk about, where there's the fans who just sit at the sit on their couch on Sunday and watch the games with a cocktail. But if you want to go a little bit deeper than that and actually know what you're seeing on the field, uh, LandryFootball.com is the place to go to get a little bit in depth, a little bit more in depth study on what you're seeing there on the football field. Chris, always appreciate the time, my friend. Hey, thank you, Chris. Take care, buddy. Talk All right, we'll talk again next week. LandryFootball.com, uh, the LandryFootball.com report with Chris Landry. Definitely uh, great stuff with him. Love talking with him every week. And, again, uh, go check out his website if you want to want to get in. Now is the time. It's a very, very cheap price to get in there right now and see what he's got. And you get it for the full year. And, uh, like I said, he does the film studies. He does the breakdown. It's, it's good stuff. If you're an LSU fan or a Saints fan, it's perfect for you. So let's do this. We'll grab a quick timeout. We'll come back. Chris Gordy Show rolls on on a Wednesday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.